Blog Talk Radio. Right here on Infinite Love Talk Radio on Blog Talk. We are your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie, as you know. Yes, and you can join us live throughout the show by calling in 347-215-8305 or by going to our chat room at any time throughout the entire show. And today, everybody, we are discussing serious and most often deadly disease. We as a society is yet to be totally informed about the many diseases out there that can potentially end our lives. These diseases have no mercy on our bodies and minds. We need to get educated about what these diseases are first, their symptoms, what to do, and where to go for help. That's right, baby. And first, before we start, we want to give you our disclosure. We do not purport or pretend to be doctors or health care providers. This is strictly, strictly for information purposes only and should not be taken in the place of a licensed health care provider, physician, or your own personal doctor. So please, please seek medical advice or care for any and all of your needs. And now, baby... And most definitely, um, we are talking about the first one up, and the one that we want to shine a light on for sure is a very serious and underrated, pretty much untalked about disease called sarcoidosis. We have a special guest that's going to join us here in the show. Her name is Margaret, and she's going to share her story and a lot of other great information with us. I'll give you a little background on this disease. Sarcoidosis involves inflammation that produces tiny lumps of cells in various organs in the body. The lumps are called granulomas, granulomas. Because they look like grains of sugar or sand, they are very small and can be seen only with the microscope. These tiny granulums can grow and clump together, making many large and small groups of lumps. If many, sorry, if many granulomas form in any organ, they can affect how the organ will work. This can cause symptoms of sarcoidosis. Sarcoidosis can occur in almost any part of your body. Although it usually affects some organs more than others, it usually starts in one of two places, the lungs the lymph, or the lymph nodes, especially the lymph nodes in your chest cavity. Sarcoidosis also often affects your skin, eyes, and liver. Less often, sarcoidosis affects your spleen, brain, nervous system, heart, tear glands, salivary glands, bones, and joints. Rarely, sarcoidosis affects other organs, including your thyroid gland, your breasts, kidneys, or reproductive organs. Sarcoidosis almost always occurs in more than one organ at a time. And sarcoidosis has an active and non-active phase. In the active phase, the granulomas form and grow. In this phase, symptoms can develop and scar tissue can form in organs where the granulomas occur. In the non-active phase, the inflammation goes down and the granulomas stay the same size or they shrink, but the scars may remain and cause symptoms. And uh, right now I want to introduce you guys. Um, I'm sure she's here. I think this is you. I'm hoping that this is um, Margaret. Margaret, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Could you talk to our guests and just tell them a little bit more about your story before we go into more of what it is and what the symptoms are? Definitely. Um, my mother was diagnosed with sarcoidosis in 2001. Um, it started with, you know, because there aren't any real symptoms of the disease, it was just a dry cough that doesn't produce any phlegm and um, shortness of breath. So she went to the doctor to have it checked out. They did chest x-rays, which revealed scarring on her lungs. That scarring, they said, was possibly 
pneumonia at the time because they didn't know. But upon further investigation of the disease, they found that it was sarcoidosis. So that was in 2001 that they, you know, diagnosed her and put her on prednisone. Prednisone is a steroid that they use to treat the disease. It's, they have several medications that they use for it, but that is the particular one they put her on. Okay. Oh. Now, when, when um, I want everybody to know kind of how we met Margaret. She was lovely enough to send us a request to do this show and to talk about it because it's such it's not even really discussed. I hadn't even heard about it myself or my husband until we got the email. So we're so happy that she sent it. And isn't it true that it affects the African-American community really high, Margaret? Absolutely, and that was one of the, the main reasons because my mother, she passed away in December of 2007, and Bernie Mac, he also had the disease. So a lot of times these diseases, they're not, they're not known about or they're not talked about until it affects the community, you know, the Hollywood community basically. So that's why I wanted people to understand because my mother's not the only one that had the disease. There are several people that have the disease, but sometimes they don't want to talk about it because they may be afraid of how it's going to affect their careers. Oh, my God. See, and that, that gives me chills every time. And when I was doing my research on it, um, we wanted to do the show quite a while ago, but we wanted to get as much information on it as we could. I was blown away. It actually scared me to death and had me making appointments to make sure I can personally go in and, and make sure that everything is clear. But this is, this is a beautiful story you're sharing with us, and we appreciate you telling us all of this personal information as well. But it's very important to all our listeners out there to go in and get tested. Ask your doctor, because I noticed when I was studying about it, it was saying that some doctors don't know about it or they don't even care to treat you for or to test you for it so if you don't bring it up it'll be overlooked and it could get into the more serious phases if it's not caught really early absolutely and um, you know and I always tell people as well they don't know if this disease is genetic they don't know if it's something that can be passed down from generation to generation so when I when I did go to the doctor because of how it affected my family you know I decided okay well I want to find out what's going on and they said I shouldn't worry about it because it's not something that's hereditary. Well, my grandmother passed away in 1979 of respiratory failure. So obviously something attacked her respiratory system as well. So that being the case, you know, I took it upon myself to tell them, look, this is the history, this is what needs to be done. So they did the test. The test consists, they basically do chest x-rays, and there are blood tests that can be done. Um, there's also a, a pulmonary function test that's done where they check your breathing. They basically sit you in a... It's like a um, some type of room they put you in, but you have they have different instructions they give you as far as your breathing is concerned, and they test how well your your lungs you know take the air in and push it out. So there are tests that can be done, but a lot of times you have to ask for it because it's not something they're going to just test you for if you don't tell them that you want to be tested for it. So, so would you say that a lot of people then are probably misdiagnosed and then this disease carries on for months, maybe even years, mm -hmm. and then it gets into the latent stages where all of a sudden, you know, whether they are, are not able to treat it or is misdiagnosing, is that a big problem that people might face? You know, honestly, just like you all said earlier in the show, you're not doctors, neither am I, but I honestly believe that it is because oh it's... It's one of those diseases, you know, you just, you really don't know how it's going to affect you. And you, it's because it's undetectable, um, and like you read earlier, that it can only be seen um, through a microscope, obviously, that being the case, it's going to be something that's difficult to detect. So, yes, if you wait until the, the later stages, my mom, she caught hers, I don't know if it was actually early. I'm thinking it must have been, you know, after the disease obviously had time to, um, to quote, unquote, marinate in her system, I guess you could say, because... By the time she went to the doctor, you know, the, the scarring had already taken place in her lungs. And oh it is God. something that if you wait, you know, it's, it can get worse, I'm sure. My mom, it, it went into, um, like, this is one thing I want to say. Bernie Max, um, his publicist said that sarcoidosis is not what caused his death. And she's absolutely right. Sarcoidosis is not what caused my mother's death. When she passed away, she passed away um, with cardiac arrest. That's what caused her death. But the cardiac arrest happened because of the sarcoidosis, which was the root problem. Now, they say that but they don't know exactly how you can get sarcoidosis, but some of the things they came up with was, you know, breathing in um, different bacteria, viruses, chemicals, and things of that nature. My mother worked in a school system that was completely infested with mold. 
So, you know, it's coming out now that mold is can be toxic. Um, so that is what caused her to, uh, you know, that's what we believe caused her sarcoidosis to get worse than it was in the beginning and to get to the point where it caused pulmonary fibrosis, which then, you know, her lungs weren't working. And so when you're, when you're um, taking medications that, you know, suppress your, your immune system, then it's going to be hard for you to fight off diseases. So she ended up getting pneumonia, which put her in the hospital, and then she passed away. And that is something, this is a very serious disease. Everybody out there, we're talking about sarcoidosis, and this is a lovely lady named Margaret that's sharing her story with us. Please, please, please Google sarcoidosis and find out as much information as you can. We're definitely going to be doing lots and lots of shows on it going forward. And I wanted to share with you another piece of my research that says many people who have sarcoidosis have no symptoms. Often the condition is discovered by accident only because a person has a chest X-ray for another reason, such as a pre-employment x-ray of some sort. So just, you know, make it a habit to go and get tested. If you have insurance, it's all the more better to use your insurance by saying, I want a full-on physical every year. If you don't have insurance, find out what your doctor's, you know, cost is. There's different public programs that will help you to be able to go in. But make sure this is a, a one that you list on your um, you know, to-do list to getting checked out every year, I need to make sure that I'm getting a test for it. And don't just do it once. Like she said, it can come from breathing in chemicals. It can come from all sorts of different places and ways. You could be around someone else that has a virus. If they don't know where it's coming from, it's best to get checked out every year so you can catch it early. Yeah, babe, just looking at some of the symptoms, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's scary because, I mean, we all probably have these symptoms. From lung symptoms, you have shortness of breath, a dry cough, wheezing, mm-hmm. uh, lymph nodes, they enlarge sometimes or tender under your neck, in your chest, skin symptoms, various types of bumps, ulcers, uh, flat areas, discolored eyes, burning, itching, red eyes, mm-hmm. sensitive to light, dryness, blurred vision, heart symptoms, shortness of breath, swelling in your lungs, wheezing, coughing, and not to mention jointness and muscle symptoms, joint stiffness, swelling, joint pain, muscles, pains, and aches. So uh, it goes on and on into the bone and liver. But these are things that I would say as all of us we probably experience in some shape, form, or fashion. And you might just you know, just keep on going and overlook it. But this is something that definitely has to get uh, tested because I was talking about misdiagnosing, and all of those things can be misdiagnosed for a lot of different diseases. Most definitely. And and one more thing that I definitely want to share before we talk with Margaret some more is sarcoidosis may also cause more general symptoms, including, now these are ones that really um, would touch home with a lot of people, uneasiness or feeling sick, Um, overall feeling of ill health, tiredness, fatigue, weakness, loss of appetite or weight, fever, night sweats, or sleep problems. A lot of times we say, oh, well, I must be coming down with the flu. It could be something very serious, so please be checked out. Make sure. And we're just going to holler this out to the world, especially the community that we're in, which is the entertainment world, and make sure that people are aware of this and they know about it. That's not something that we're afraid to do is to bring it out to the forefront and talk about it. We're highly reported on. We're going to make sure when we're interviewed and when we're talking to people that we're not just bringing HIV and AIDS, which is one of the other um, deadly diseases that we, you know, are are definitely out there bringing awareness and education to we're definitely going to put sarcoidosis right there with it no question about it baby this is now i just want to make sure to our listeners out there and margaret maybe you can answer this now does a blood test tell you so if someone goes in and they get a blood test just on a regular physical can you get a blood test and there's is there a way to screen for sarcoidosis or is that not possible that is possible. I'm not exactly sure of what the blood test is, um, what it's called, but there is a blood test that um, my mother was telling me about um, to make sure that they did on me as well. There's, there's something in the blood um, where they count, I think, I want to say it's the red cells and the white cells, and then, you know, there's numbers that they put together, and then depending on what the outcome is that determines, you know, the likelihood for sarcoidosis, then, you know, with the chest X-ray, and the pulmonary function test, that is how they decide, okay, that the sarcoidosis is probably um, what's going on. Now, babe, what about um, treatment? What, what, are, what are we looking at in the treatment area? I think um, both of you guys might be able to answer that for us. What there's been um, a few different types of it. It says um, there are so many different specific types of sarcoidosis, eyes, sarcoidosis in your eyes almost always responds well to treatment. Often the only treatment you need is eye drops containing corticosteroids. You should have yearly eye exams even if you think your eyes are doing well. 
spleen sarcoidosis, liver sarcoidosis. Um, they have all different ones, heart sarcoidosis, urethma, nauseum. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And just going on Google and looking it up will give you a lot of in-depth information and definitely talking to your doctors. And on another note, it says scientists worldwide are trying to learn more about this disease and how to improve its diagnosis and treatment. Some recent studies, however, have led to possible new treatments, which in turn are being studied. Current research includes studies of the agent or agents that cause sarcoidosis, why sarcoidosis seems to act differently in people of different races, and why sarcoidosis appears in some families. How genes passed from one generation to another may make some people more likely than others to develop it, and how cells act and communicate with each other to cause sarcoidosis symptoms. So they are on it. They are trying to find out. I'm definitely going to contact the CDC and, um, on Monday and try to find out even more information and ask how can we help and how can we be a voice in getting us out there even further. No question about it, baby. And to everybody out there, we're talking about uh, deadly diseases, and we are talking about sarcoidosis right now. We have uh, a friend that uh, emailed my wife and really asked for this show, Margaret, on the line with us. And this is, uh, I have to really give my my wife a lot of credit and take my hat off to her because she loves to tackle things. And uh, this is one show that she was really wanting to do and make sure for a long time to really spread the word out there to the people. So, baby, uh, I, you know I love you, but hat goes off to you because Thanks. this opens, I, I know, a lot of eyes and people out there and hopefully ears. And we can continue to try to uh, do something about another deadly disease that's affecting our community. I have a question for her before we move on to that one. And that question is, Bernie Mac, why do you think that they didn't want to say why he, you know, that that was one of the diseases that might have caused his death, Margaret? Well, I, and again, this is just my belief, um, they, did, they did say that he had sarcoidosis. They didn't hide the fact that he had it. Okay. But the problem that I had with it was she said sarcoidosis is not what caused his death. Okay. And I, I do agree with that, but it's almost like they're putting a, um, you know, pulling the wool over mm -hmm. the disease by making it seem like it's not something that can be, you know, that can be fatal because it can. And I do believe that there's a possibility that it's said because, you know, it's one of those things, if, if you need oxygen, I know my mother was on oxygen 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and obviously that's not attractive. I know she hated walking around with her oxygen because you do get stares. People mm -hmm. look at you. They may not ask the question of what's going on, but you can tell by the way they look that they do want to know. And it could be one of those things where people are afraid that it's going to hurt their career. They're afraid of how if it's going to, you know, maybe yeah. keep them from getting certain roles because there may be a stigma out there that, oh, they're not going to be able to work, you know, because he's going to be sick or she's going to be sick and, you know, not be able to show up. So I believe that there's a possibility that some people may not be as vocal about the disease because they're afraid of how it's going to be looked at by whoever hires. Uh-huh, I see. That That makes a lot of sense, Does, wouldn't you say, babe? Yeah, I, I mean, you know the job market, and mm -hmm. people don't, you know, unfortunately don't want problems in the workplace if you want to look at this as a problem because everybody, uh, you know, comes along something, whether it's cold, flu, whatever. But to to have that, I, I think it, it it's definitely a big thing, especially in that type of a community where, you know, you might want to keep it down so that you can keep on, like you say, getting those roles and spots. Well, they're going to have to accept the fact that we'll be coming in there making some noise about it for sure. And for more information about this disease, please go to www.stopsarcoidosis.org, or you can always go to the www.cdc.org website, or you can Google it. Again, I'll repeat those websites for you, www.stopsarcoidosis.org, or go to www.cdc.org, and they have a lot of information there. Or you can always just Google it and find out about the different, you know, um, symptoms, treatments, what's going on with it. You can follow our shows because we'll definitely be talking about it throughout the year. And we want to thank Margaret definitely for talking with us about this disease that we wanted to shine the light on at the four we're going to talk about today. Well, I want to say thank you for even doing this. I sent out so many messages, and you all responded to my message. And not only did you respond, you reacted and you did something about it. So me and my family, we definitely appreciate this. Um, my mother and my father, they had been together since they were 12 years old, and they were married for 32 years before she passed. So he obviously misses her, and he wants to, all of us to do our part in trying to get this disease well-known and trying to um, inspire and also inform others of what's going on with it 
so that they know, and it's and, and so they know that not just a certain you know person gets this disease. Right. You know, you don't have to be a smoker because my mother wasn't a smoker. So there are different people, and, you know, everybody just needs to know about it. And so I definitely appreciate the both of you for taking the time out to have me on and to put this disease out there so that it's well known. Thank you so much. We so appreciate that, and we're going we're gonna to be talking about it, and every time I'll be sending you an email and um, letting you know when we're going to be, and we'd love to have you on. And I'm sure the guests are going to be sending in, you know, questions, and I'd love for you to be able to answer it one-on-one. And just, you know, um, we have another lady who um, works uh, in this field, and she's on the line. She calls every week. She's a wonderful friend of ours, also got us involved with the um, awareness and outreach for HIV and AIDS. Her name is Betty Jones. And, Betty, are you with us? Betty, she's she's not speaking now, but I definitely can see her on the call line. So I know she's going to have a lot to say about this as well and definitely want to get involved in this fight. She's in Washington, D.C. She's based there where she can definitely be a loud voice as well. So thank you, Margaret, and, and we'll move on into the next segment, which will be on HIV and AIDS. Thank right you. You all have a great evening. I appreciate it again. You too. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. Yes, baby, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about HIV and AIDS, another deadly disease that we all must be uh, educated and aware of. Uh, AIDS stands for Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. AIDS is the final stage of the HIV infection. It can take years for a person infected with HIV, even without treatment, to reach this stage. Having AIDS means that the virus has weakened the immune system to the point at which the body has a difficult time fighting infection. When someone has one or more specific infections, certain cancers or a very low number of T cells, he or she is considered to have AIDS. Now you say, you might ask, where did it come from? Because that's a question that's out there a lot. And it's answered kind of in this way, that scientists identified a type of chimpanzee in West Africa as the source of HIV infections in Mm -hmm. humans. The virus most likely jumped to humans when humans hunted these chimpanzees for meat and came in contact with them and infected their blood. Over several years, it has been said, the virus slowly spread across Africa and later into other parts of the world. Now, as far as the United States, HIV was first identified in the United States in 1981 after a number of gay men started getting very sick with a rare type of cancer. Now, it took several years for scientists to develop a test for the virus uh, to understand how HIV was transmitted between humans and also to determine what people could do to protect themselves. Now, today, more than ever, before people are living with HIV and AIDS, mm-hmm. the CDC, uh, which we talk about all the time, and you can go to their website, cdc.gov, the mm-hmm. CDC estimates that about one million um, people in the United States are living with HIV and AIDS, and about a quarter, so about 250 to 300,000 uh, of those people do not, do not even know that they are infected. And uh, knowing, obviously not knowing, excuse me, puts them and others at risk. So That's we right. always say KYS, that is know your status. Please and you know, know your what? status. I, I definitely want them to understand, you know, what prevention and transmission is, is your risk of getting HIV and AIDS or passing it on to someone else depends on several things. Do you know what they are? These are questions that my husband's going to go over with you guys now. This is very important. You might want to talk to someone who knows about HIV and AIDS as well, um, and you can do, also do the following. No question. Now, now, baby, before I go to that, I want to say that how it's transmitted. Mm-hmm. Now, how it's transmitted, obviously, it, th- there are a lot of different ways, but we're just going to cover three of the main. That is having sex, that is anal, vaginal, or oral with someone infected with HIV, sharing needles and syringes with someone infected with HIV, or being exposed fetus or infant to HIV before birth or through breastfeeding. Now, risk factors for transmission to HIV obviously include uh, injecting drugs or steroids with a needle, having unprotected sex, uh, exchange uh, of sex for drugs or money, being in that lifestyle, 
um, receiving a blood transfusion or clotting and baby I looked at this and I thought this was really really important because during 1978 to 1985 the tests weren't as good as they are today so if you have received a blood transfusion during that time you have to look because the tests weren't a as good but uh, also preventing transmission uh, abstaining from sex is number one and if you're going to have one or more sex partner you might want to get tested for HIV talk about HIV um, with your partner and definitely definitely ask a lot of questions babe most definitely we could talk about HIV and AIDS you guys all day every day we're going to be spending so much time on this topic throughout this year there'll be many shows dedicated to it you guys know that's what we fight for we definitely want awareness and education brought to it you can go to infinitelovefoundation.com or you can go to ShannyGirlFoundation.com and get more information. The most important place to go for HIV and AIDS information, where to go for testing centers, is the CDC. That is the Center for Disease Control. The CDC.org online will definitely answer any questions that you have. They have call-in numbers. There's just so much to learn about it. There's so much to talk about it. There's so much to share about it. We don't want the stigma on HIV and AIDS that if you have it, you're a bad person or you're the outcast because you're not. You're a human being that happened to catch a disease that is definitely um, something that's serious and important and needs to be looked at. They do have treatment that they're working on right now. Scientists are constantly trying to find a cure or something to slow down the disease. And right now, you know, we're just bringing awareness to it. So um, that'll wrap up our segment on HIV and AIDS. It is something that's very important. And we'll move right along into leukemia. Leukemia is a type of cancer. Cancer is a group of many related diseases. All cancers begin in the cells, which make up blood and other tissues. Normally, cells grow and divide and form new cells as the body needs them. When cells grow old, they die and new cells take their place. Sometimes this orderly process does go wrong. New cells form when the body does not need them, and old cells do not die when they should. Leukemia is cancer that begins in the blood cells. What are the types of leukemia? The types of leukemia are, ground, are grouped by how quickly the disease develops and gets worse. Leukemia is either chronic, gets worse slowly, or acute, gets worse very quickly. Chronic leukemia early in this disease, the abnormal blood cells can still do their work, and people with chronic leukemia may not have all the symptoms. Slowly, chronic leukemia gets worse. It causes symptoms as the number of leukemia cells in the blood rises. This is something that, you know, a lot of people suffer from. It's like a common disease. If you guys notice, it's always talked about. People are always saying, oh, that person has cancer or this person has cancer, and it doesn't carry that same stigma as some of these other diseases. And we definitely want everybody to understand that they are all serious, they are all deadly, and we should definitely not stigmatize any of them. And moving right along, our call lines are busy. Thank you guys for joining us again. If you want to get on live, call 347-215-8305 or go into our chat room. And, um, you know, some of the symptoms, common symptoms of leukemia is fever or night sweats, frequent in infections, feeling weak or tired, headache, bleeding and bruising easily, um, bleeding gums, purplish patches in the skin, pain in the bones or joints, swelling or discomfort in the abdomen, meaning your stomach, swollen lymph nodes, especially in the neck or armpits, and weight loss. And how is it treated? I'll sum it up real quick. It says people with leukemia want to take an active part in making decisions about their medical care. They want to learn all they can about this disease and their treatment choices. However, the shock and stress after a diagnosis of cancer can make it hard to think of everything to ask your doctor. Often, it helps to make a list of questions before an appointment. To help remember what the doctor says, patients may take notes or ask whether they may use a tape recorder. Um, some, some also want to have a family member or friend with them when they talk to the doctor the first time or the second time after diagnosis. Whenever possible, patients should be treated at a medical center that has doctors experienced in treating leukemia. This is very, very important. I've seen so many different studies where people said that they did, their doctors weren't specialists in that area or didn't really treat it that much, and they felt they could have gotten better treatment. Now they're in the, you know, they ended up being in the worser stages. They do blame their doctors, however. They don't know. They don't have proof, but they just say they wish they had gotten better um, information and their doctor would have been a little more skilled. So make sure that you go to a place that that's what they do. Um, to help you guys with some of the um, numbers you can call, the Cancer Information Service is at 1-800-4-CANCER. 
um, and you can talk to them. They will answer your questions. You can also go to the Center for Disease Control, which, again, will bring it up like we did in the other um, part of the show. The CDC is the centerfordiseasecontrol.org online, and they can answer all your questions. That's right, baby. And last but not least, we are going to talk about sickle cell anemia. Sickle cell anemia, a genetic blood disease due to the presence of an abnormal form of hemoglobin, namely hemoglobin S. Hemoglobin is the molecule in the red blood cells that transports oxygen from the lungs to the farthest areas of the body. Now, sickle cell anemia affects millions of people throughout the world. It is particularly common uh, of the people whose ancestors came from sub-Saharan Africa, Spanish-speaking regions, South America, Cuba, Central America, Saudi Arabia, India, Mm -hmm. Mediterranean countries such as Turkey, Greece, and Italy. Now, in the United States, sickle cell disease occurs in about one in every 500 African-American births and one in every 1,000 to 1,400 Hispanic-American births. Sickle cell anemia is caused by an error in the gene that makes the beta-globin chain of hemoglobin. Now, children who inherit two copies of the sickle cell gene, one from each parent, have sickle cell anemia. Children who inherit the sickle cell gene only from one parent do not have the disease but will carry the sickle cell trait. Individuals with sickle cell, the sickle cell trait generally have no symptoms. Now, about 2 million Americans or 1 in 12 African Americans carry the sickle cell trait. Thus, you would need two parents to have it for your children and to pass it on. The sickle cell, what does it do? Sickle cell blocks little vessels depriving the organs of blood and oxygen. This leads to periodic episodes of pain and damages the vital organs. Whereas normal red blood cells last about 120 days in the bloodstream, sick red cells uh, die after only about 10 to 20 days because they cannot be replaced fast enough. The blood is chronically short of red blood cells causing anemia and sickle cell anemia. Now, when you talk about testing, obviously at birth is the best for children, but you can also get DNA tests uh, later. So blood tests will let you know what is going on with yourself in sickle cell anemia. The symptoms for sickle cell anemia, just some, are the hand-foot syndrome. This is usually the first symptom of sickle cell anemia, causing swelling in the hands and feet along with fever. Um, This is caused by sickle cells getting stuck in the blood vessels and blocking the flow of blood in and out of the hands and feet. Then you also have pain or what people in in that arena uh, that have sickle cell call episode or crisis. This is the most common complication and the top reason people with sickle cell disease go to the emergency room. When sickle cells travel through small blood vessels, they can get stuck and clog the blood flow. This causes pain and can start suddenly. It can be very mild or it can be severe, and it can last for any amount of time. Last but not least is anemia. This is very common complication with sickle cell disease. The red uh, blood cells die early. So you can have, like, tiredness, irritability, dizziness, or lightheadedness, fast heart rate, difficulty breathing, pale skin, jaundice, which is yellow color in the skin and white of the eyes, slow growth, or delayed puberty. Now, when you talk about treatment, baby, blood transfusions are used to treat severe anemia. But um, this is another disease that is deadly, and it, you need to get checked, as, as we said. If you can go and get yearlies, that is the best thing. When we talk about yearlies every year, go get blood tested. Go through the gamut of any test that you can just to stay up because some of these diseases can pop up later in life at any time. So you want to make sure that you're as healthy as possible. Oh, that is I, – I don't even know what to say. I have a question for you, honey. Is there a cure? The only cure, baby, for a sickle cell is a bone marrow stem cell transplant. So you would have to get list, listed on the bone marrow list cell transplant, 
and hopefully that happens. And, and I think in a lot of cases, and I, I know that we've seen in documentaries and movies that people are on these lists, but unfortunately the, the transplant doesn't come before the disease grows so bad that they end up passing away. But if you're found to have it, the best thing to do is get on a list immediately. So if, that, um, if some, something comes along that you can get the transplant, you are in line or, you know, up, up the ladder as, as well as you can be because this is a serious, serious disease. So uh, the only cure, again, is uh, bone marrow and stem cell transplant. So sickle cell, another, another deadly disease. Uh, please get tested, everybody. Or go to cdc.gov. Again, that's www.cdc, the Center for Disease Control.gov, and you can get more information. Or Google sickle cell, and you can find out there. And although there's many more diseases, deadly diseases out there, this is a great place for us all to start. We will be dedicating more shows this year to this very topic. And for more information, please Google serious disease, and you'll find out a lot more on this subject. We will also be talking with many people on the different topics that we talked about today, sarcoidosis, HIV and AIDS, sickle cell, and leukemia throughout the year, as well as we'll be adding more. So please check back often and stay tuned. No and question about it. Beauty and Fashion, it. you guys, we have. Yes, we're going to move right into Beauty and Fashion. And number one for you guys, we got iHome. Now, again, that is for iPods. So like iPods, iHome, I-H-O-M-E. Now, when you talk about iHome, it is a type of player that you can plug your iPhone, um, iPod into and you can listen to everything that you got on there. They have the stereo model, which is kind of the deluxe model that you can have in your house, maybe in your living room, or they have the countertop that can go pretty much anywhere, your garage or anywhere you like. And, yes, they do have a shower edition for those people <laughs> I was who ask love. You that. <laughs> they love sinking in the showers. So, yes, check it out. That is iHome. Wow, iHome, okay. I'm, I'm right jealous because you have a good one to, to tell everybody. Um, number two we have, if you need legal help, any legal help you may need, and with the, and with the economy being what it is, you guys, um, we wanted to tell you guys that there's different places that you can go. You can get legal documents by going to Staples or Office Max. They have all kinds of legal documents, and they are binding. So we found out that, like, say, for instance, you're renting out a place and you want to be your own landlord you don't want to pay to have a management company. You can go and get rental leases and agreements and payment coupons and that sort of thing, and everything is legal and binding. If you have to, like, um, get contracts to um, do a deal with someone, like you might be consummating a deal where you're going to be partners in something, they have those documents as well. So that's one economical way if you need any legal help. Or you can go to LegalEase.com, and they have a lot of economical ways to get legal advice and help by a lot of um, lawyers that are licensed that can help you at a fraction of the cost than going into your yellow phone book and trying to call a local attorney. So we wanted to let you guys know that there is other places you can go if you need legal help. There you go. That's a good one, too, baby. I also have for the people. Now, listen, we got Airborne. Now, okay. Airborne is like Alka-Seltzer. You drop it in water, but this is a little bit different. It's not for sickness. It's to prevent sickness. So uh, say you're flying on a plane and a lot of people are coughing and different stuff, and I'm speaking from experience because I took it, and sometimes <laughs> I'd get sick on the planes, and then once he I started does. taking this, I, I wasn't getting sick anymore. So it, it, hopefully it worked. But drop it in the water. It dissolves. You drink it, and let me tell you it packs a punch of vitamin a c uh, e potassium you got 17 herbs lots of nutrients and uh, check it out that is airborne yeah that is very true he does take it you guys and if he forgets i always have an extra pack in my purse for him and he's always like thanks babe for remembering he loves it <laughs> <laughs> moving into number four real quick and closing out this segment is if you're suffering from dry skin if you suffer from dry skin there is an amazing lotion on the market i use myself if i have dry skin and it's called Sarna Lotion. It will help not only moisturize your skin in this kind of weather and stuff, it will also stop dry itching and that kind of stuff. So, like, people that work out a lot of times when they sweat, the salt in the sweat gets on their skin, and if, it, if they get in the cold air, they can tend to itch. Take your shower and then lather on this lotion. It's not greasy either, and you will be amazed at how it will stop the itching right away. But definitely Google Sarna Lotion, S-A-R-N-A, um, and you can get more information on that. And then we'll move into our love and romance segment, hey. our most favorite place to be. <laughs> Everybody, he always starts making these noises. It makes me laugh. Um, we'll change it up a little bit for you this week and offer you some sexy little tips, and we're going to keep it clean, though, to spice up your love life with your int- with, and be intimate in love and romance. 
no question, baby. Now, you know we're, we're going to keep <laughs> this clean, now, no question about it. So, baby, won't you start us off with some okay. tips on, the, like I said, keep it clean. Let's be romantic. Give okay. us some tips. All right, all right, no problem. I'm going to go kind of fast because we had so much fun in the first segment, just kind of educating everybody and bringing awareness to all the diseases and stuff. We're kind of running behind. So I would say, first of all, you're going to need a few things, so get your pens and papers ready. You guys ready? Everybody ready out there? I see the call lines is all busy and people's in the chat room. Thank you, guys, all the people in the chat room. We're having a good time. But, okay, I would first have to say you're going to need a few things to get started. You're going to need a nice bottle of wine, and you're going to need your mate, of course, or your partner. And here are a few economic suggestions of some wines. There is some good ones. Alto, Moncayo. We just tried that for the first time the other day. It's not expensive at all. It's very economical. And we have a wine store near us, and the gentleman there, him and his wife, has been doing this for so long. They always recommend good Merlots. We love Merlots, red wines. And it's a full-bodied wine. It tastes delicious. The next one will be Blackstone. Mm -hmm. That's called Blackstone. And then it's a delicious, smooth wine, yet it still has a kick to it. And my husband loves that one. And Mm -hmm. then Pine Ridge, another of our favorites. I mean, you guys, it's a delicious table wine. You can eat it with seafood, whatever. Next, you would need a good movie, something sexy like, you know, The Best Man or Scarface or pretty much, you know, whatever you dig, you're going to need that. (laughs) And then you're going to have to set your away messages on your phone. And then, honey, you could take it from here, but remember, you've got to keep it clean, you know. I'm going to do my best. (laughs) What? Uh, No, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, then you're going to need, now listen to me, guys, you're going to need some massage oil for your mate, and then you're going to need to dim the lights just a little bit. Now, this all, mind you guys, happens before the movie, okay, just to set the mood, so to speak. Then, after you get all that together, massage her shoulders or his, then you also oh, might want to give, oh, no question, baby. You might want to also give your partner a nice foot massage. So they're totally relaxed. Then you guys can enjoy your movie and, and end the night on a very, very good and beautiful note, I might add. Oh, now, see, that was really, really good. And here are a few more ideas. Well, number one, baby, eye contact. The eyes are the windows to the soul. Very important, very sexy move, y'all. So check it out, eye contact. Okay, I got one cent. This is so very important to really take it to the next level, you guys. When you and your mate have something really good to tease your sense of smell, that means get, like, the best. And I would have to recommend, what, what would you say is the best cologne for a man? Um, I would probably say uh, I, I like Dolce and Gabbana, but there's a bunch of them out there. I, I, uh, Gucci, that new one. What you? about Carose? Come uh, on. Well, yeah, I, I couldn't think what of the name. Going? I was off the top of my head. <laughs> I, I just I couldn't. It wouldn't Dolce's come to me. Dolce's a good one, and I'd say for women, definitely. S, um, let me see, Escada, or what's the one? That Izzy Mazaki. Izzy Mazaki's like another good one. My husband gave me that years ago before we was married, and I thought, oh, my God, nobody's ever gave me perfume, and it actually smelled really good. And when I wore it, like, all my friends would say, what are you wearing? So that's a good one. Izzy Miyaki's in a really tall, like, cone-shaped bottle, but smells very important. That That's a big one, and I, I just love it because my wife always smells good. I like that right there, my wife. Thank you, baby. Uh, anyway, also we're going to stay say, guys, to everybody out there, when I say guys, I'm speaking to everybody. Be present in the moment. Do not venture off mentally thinking about work or whatever. And, you know, just stay in the moment and everything will keep it moving. And that is it, y'all. We're going to be moving along <laughs> and uh, got our love and romance and jump into a little bit something more exciting. Uh, in what the present more moment. exciting? What, what, what would that be? What, what, that, would it sound like uh, S? <laughs> P-O-R-T-S? Yes, that would be it. We are going to bring her back the one and the only Wizzle with a little <laughs> beatbox. Wizzle, are you out there in blog talk land? I'm here. <laughs> yep, I'm here. That's what I'm talking about, Wizzle. But check this out. Before we jump into the sports and all of that, i got a little surprise for you. You ready? I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> okay, okay. Today, Wizzle, you watch ESPN. You've seen the hot seat. We're going to go ahead and put you on the hot seat. i got a couple questions for you, and I just want you to off the top. Go ahead. You ready? Shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay. Favorite color? I like green. Uh, sport? <laughs> Racquetball. Uh, food? Uh, lasagna. Oh, no. Gotta go <laughs> Favorite <faster>. city? <laughs> I'm having a problem with my connection. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> for me. Favorite city? 
San Francisco. Favorite vacation spot? Jamaica Mon. Favorite cologne? Uh, Polo. <laughs> Favorite thing about women? What I love about chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the gristle? Okay, okay, uh, got a couple more for you. Who you got for the NBA championship 09? Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, who do you got for the Super Bowl? <laughs> got to go with the Ravens. Oh, okay. good pick. They must have won. Okay, check this out, Wizzle. Now, the last but not least, I got a tune for you, and I want you to tell me if you can name this tune. I'm going to hum it to you. <laughs> that tune involved a red truck. <laughs> you know what it was? What is it? What is it? Say it. Would it be a, a, a theme to a, a, a Safford and Son uh, type of <laughs> No. <laughs> no, one more time. Mm, 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 mm. I keep going. Let me do it. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'm doing my best. What the? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Tyrone, so y'all can do the sports section. Is she a brick house? She's a brick house, Wizzle. Right there. Okay, y'all, go ahead, man. Wizzle, we we done with that. I'm sorry. I'll work on it. All the um, people was out there saying, we we hear the Wizzle all the time. We want to know more about him, so we figured we would do that little thing for him so they can get to know you. All you have to do is say, ow. There you go. I'll, I'll work on my humming skills. I let's let's talk a little football. Obviously, I know everybody is in front of the television checking it out, or here on Blog Talk listening to us before the next game. Uh, Tennessee, Baltimore. Now, when you say Baltimore, I would uh, suppose that they beat Tennessee today. Well, uh, that would be the case. But uh, prior to that, that was my pick. I just think that their defense is playing outstanding right now. They have players flying all over the place. And they're they're really in a, in a good position uh, in terms of they they don't take risks uh, necessary risks on offense. And Joe Flacco, I'm trying to tell you, rookie QBT taking his team to the conference championship. What can you say about him? Uh, you got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, he's an elite class of players. Uh, being a rookie uh, to only get to his second game, that's kind of huge. It's probably like two or three players, I believe. So um, uh, he's obviously enjoying it. I couldn't think of a, a better place to be around veterans uh, who are, will take you under their wing, and they're on the defensive side, and, and they'll basically tell you, hey, you just take care of the ball and we'll win the game for you. So he's in a great spot. I'm sure he's loving, loving it right now. Now tell me about Mr. Ed Reed. We, we all know about the great Ravens defense, but Ed Reed has been putting it down. I, I would have to get the vote for the defensive player of the year, but uh, tell us a little bit about Ed Reed. The famous Mr. Ed, oh, he's incredible. Uh, like, talk about ball hawk, uh, impeccable uh, return skills. We're talking about probably the best guy of all time. You look at free safeties and, and the history of the game, we're talking about Kenny Easley and, 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 and players who would lay, lay out big hits. Uh, not to disrespect anyone, we can go back and, 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 and start naming names. We're talking about one of the greatest returns, probably – even better than Deion Sanders in terms of uh, picking his spots and and and, and willing his way to the end of the the, uh, the 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 field there. So I really really like them. I like their defense, and uh, they've been playing at a high level for quite some time. And and uh, here's their second peek at, at getting a chance to try to get a ring. What do you know? No question about it. Now game number two, you got the Carolina Panthers uh, versus Arizona. Arizona on the road. Who do you got in this one, and what are we looking at? You know I've. Picking the Cardinals, and uh, I'm only doing that because, you know, I, I root for him, and I'm obviously I, I like an underdog. But it's going to be an uphill climb for him. Uh, I do realize that Carolina's rested. Uh, they are extremely tough. Steve Smith is absolutely a stud. But, hey, provided uh, the coaches also are, uh, uh, serve a big purpose in these games. And so, hey, if Wisenhut can come out with a game plan that can keep them on the board, and they can sneak around and, and get a field goal and get up out of there, hey, it'll be their first win on the East Coast trip this year, and it'll be a good win. So, hey, it's going to be an uphill climb. Carolina, a lot of respect for them, but I'm just rooting for the Cardinals because I like an underdog. 
There you go. Well, you know, you talk about Steve Smith, and a lot of people have talked about Steve Smith's size, and I, I never really thought that that was a big problem for him because usually, you know, obviously if you're t- if you're a tall wide receiver, that bodes well for you. You you got a big advantage. But being the size he is, it doesn't really matter because most of the guys that he is playing against are about that same size, and therefore his his physical gifts, jumping ability, speed, route running, mm-hmm. tremendous hands. Would you say that that is really takes over and that really separates him from a lot of receivers? Definitely uh, another portion portion of the body that's important is the heart and his will, uh, his commitment. Because, again, we're talking about a guy who's five foot nine, right around 185 pounds. And that's not a, a big guy by NFL standards. But in terms of looking the way he plays, he plays incredibly big out there. Uh, he plays with a chip on his, so- on his shoulder, and he's the kind of guy that I could, wouldn't have a problem shelling out the bucks for to watch. There you go. Well, on Sunday in, uh, in the evening game, we're going to start there because I want to hear about this New York-Philly thing last but not least. But we got Pittsburgh and San Diego. No LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh, what do you got in this one? Is Pittsburgh going to be too much, or do you see San Diego being able to go on the road and all that snow and pull out a victory? You know, this is going to be an extremely tough game. Again, this comes to the, the X's and O's moves of the coaches. Uh, obviously, coaching uh, serves a huge, huge role here. Uh, it's going to be an uphill climb for San Diego, obviously, with the loss of LT. But not only because of the loss of LT, but because it takes the decoy factor away. And you have to adjust to a, two different running styles as opposed to when Mr. Sproles is in. So him being a full-time back is going to, be a huge challenge, but I do think that they have the hotter quarterback right now. I think that it's going to be incredibly tough for for Roethlisberger. He's coming off a, a concussion, and as always, uh, the numbers don't fare well for quarterbacks coming off of concussions within a week's time. So uh, it's going to be uphill climb, but I'm going to go with the Chargers to go ahead and and to continue a, 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 an incredible season. No question. Now, last but not least, New York at Philly, or excuse me, Philly at New York. This is going to be a big game with everything that's gone on in Philadelphia. Donovan McNabb getting benched, coming back, the team playing big, winning out. Uh, New York, uh, of, co- of course, Plexico Burrow, listen, we always talk about that. But that, I really think that that is a big, big issue that they have to face. Who do you got here? You know, it's good, again, uh, details, and uh, supposedly numbers don't lie, but, hey, you got to put the numbers up. Uh, they're looking at uh, 70 yards. In terms of the Giants, they're looking at 70 yards a game without Brandon Jacobs. With Brandon Jacobs, they're looking at right around 190, right around 200 a game rushing. So uh, if they can establish some momentum there and, and, and can do some things, maybe they can control the clock. But otherwise, I do believe that Philly has, a huge, huge advantage. And just in terms of having momentum right now, they're hot. And I do believe that the loss of Plexico Burris will is huge, is absolutely huge. I think it's going to be bigger than a lot of the fans think out there because in terms of looking at matchups and from a defensive coordinator's, uh, his view, you got a guy who's 6'5", who pretty much just catches balls uh, within the red zone, and, and it's pretty, uh, pretty much a known factor where they're going. Uh, it, it poses different challenges for Eli, and, and the things that uh, it takes some of his, his comfort levels away. So hey, I'm going to go with Philly in this one. I think it's a, a big game. I like Donovan. I like what they've been able to do with limited amount of talent, and what they're doing now is playing real well. I like Philly. Well, the whistle picks all the road teams, and this should be a dynamic weekend. People, stay tuned and check it out. Now, staying with football, everyone, I'm sure, watched Oklahoma versus Florida, Florida national champions for the second time in, I believe it's three years. Tim Tebow, I have a question, Whistle. After two national championships, a Heisman Trophy, is he coming back? What do you think? You know, um, I would, that's a tough position because if I was him, honestly, I I wouldn't mind trying to to get get another one and and and, and more accolades. But with that, you're playing around with uh, with health and and those type of things. Hey, if he gets a shot in the NFL, I think he should take it. I think he's a good athlete. I think that first and foremost, uh, he serves his purpose as as with humanities as uh, being a Christian and some of the things that he does are really special as an individual. So I think that uh, that uh, NFL football would welcome somebody who has uh, open faith and 
and who lives his life pretty much by a straight and narrow right now. I think it will be refreshing for the league, and also it will be a good challenge for him. So uh, I think he should move on. Why not? Go ahead and give it a shot and, and, and chase your dreams. There you go. Also, we got to give some love to Percy Harwin. Uh, 122 all-purpose yards. What can you say about uh, Mr. Gator? The young man's impressive. Uh, obviously, he's got a lot of skills. Um, some of the plays that he broke around uh, as far as the rushing plays, you just know that uh, if he would have been 100% that he, those are plays that he normally breaks out and, and you'd have to get the police to stop him from running. So, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, it's really impressive to see somebody will their way in and, and to prepare themselves. But, hey, that's the blessing of being in uh, the national championship game of Fiesta Bowl. Uh, you have eight weeks off. Believe that. There's 33 bowls you got to get to sit down and watch through. That's a lot of football, and it's a long time to get yourself together. So, uh, hey, that time I actually served perfectly. He wasn't 100%, but obviously him being close to 100 was. No question. Now, it still looms out there. Florida, Utah, who would you have in that one? Because it's unresolved, although Florida's national champion, Utah, beats a great Alabama team. Uh, Utah, Florida, who do you got? I mean, it's kind of, in my eyes, it's unanimous. I've got to go with Utah, and I'm not. I mean, what? I mean, they fear their schedule and don't have any losses to argue about or to try to explain. So there you have it. They've beat the teams that were put in front of them, and they're in the same leagues. I mean, hey, Utah's is they've done what no one else has done. You got to give them their credit. There it is. Well, as always, Wizzle, it is a pleasure talking to you. Next week we're going to catch in to some NBA, Major League Baseball. We're going to try to get it all, but we love talking to you, love the insight. Until next week, same time, same place. Wizzle, thank you as always. Junk food night. Chico stick. (laughs) (laughs) Now or later. And everybody, I'm sorry. Wiz always gets us cracking up right before we get ready to say goodbye to you guys. We have so much fun talking to you, and it's always such a long wait for you to come so that we can, again, address issues that's happening in the world and also share um, that special hour with y'all. Um, we will be, our stuff's in editing right now for all the televised radio shows, so they're going to cut them all together, and I will announce to you, so stay tuned, keep listening, we'll tell you when it's going to hit the net. And also go to our main page, and you can catch all of it too, or go to christytvonline.com, and you can catch all of the televised radio shows there, some of our interviews there. we got so much exciting stuff happening and going on. Um, we got a TV show coming out. It's called The Low. Tell all your friends. It's called The Low. It's a variety show. That's all I can tell you right now, but it's going to be very entertaining, very fun, very new, fresh, modern, exciting, all that good stuff. So tell everybody, Jackie and Doug Christie have a show coming out called The Low, and um, it'll be fantastic, okay? Um, until next week, we want you to be safe, be happy, and be kind to others. Again, peace. Don't keep it on the low. Respect. Thank you.
you just put your collar on Problem. 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 Problem.